This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. On today's podcast episode, we had the most incredible conversation, myself, Coach Julie, and head coach Vanessa about our journeys, our own fitness journeys. We talk about our weight gain journey, but also the mindset shifts and really the difficult parts within that journey. And the reason we wanted to record this podcast episode is because we understand and I completely get that throughout a fitness journey, it can feel quite isolating, but also like there's no end in sight. Like when are you actually going to be able to achieve your goals? And what I wanted you guys to hear from all of us is that it took time and there were parts in it that were incredibly difficult, but how if you put the work in, it is honestly so incredibly worth it. Now, before we jump into the episode, I do want to announce our Gym Shark Voucher winner. So if you guys leave a rating, a review, you screenshot it, email it through to me or send it to me on Instagram, you'll be going into the draw to win a $100 USD Gymshark voucher, which we'll be sending out. So this month's winner is Mira. Oh my goodness. I always get a little bit anxious that I pronounce these names incorrectly. So we have M-E-A-R-A and you send that through Instagram. Please send me an Instagram DM and I will get that voucher out to you. Thank you so much guys for all of your support of the podcast. This year is going to be bigger and better. Please, if you feel like this podcast episode is going to resonate with someone, take a screenshot of it, share it with them, pop it onto your stories. I love to see that. And remember, as always, my DMs are open for any suggestions or any feedback. All right, let's get into the conversation. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. On today's podcast, we have the whole GFM team. We have head coach Vanessa and coach Julie. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hi, guys. How are you both? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. Yes, I just uh, had a, I booked a very impulsive trip um, to Melbourne, Victoria here in Australia last week. I literally was like, I've been wanting to do it for a while. And I was like, I'm just going to book a flight tomorrow. And I did the next day. And it was so good. It was just so good getting out of routine. I have needed it so bad. And ah, it was great. So I'm feeling like refreshed, but also, you know, when you have a flight and you've been traveling and the next day, you feel a little bit like out of it. I'm kind of a little bit like that as well, but super excited to be here chatting with you both. And we are going to be sharing our own fitness journeys. We were talking last week, we wanted to record a podcast and we were discussing topics that we thought might be helpful or we wanted to chat about. And actually, Coach Julie, you mentioned this, you were like, have we actually shared our journey? And I feel like we have in different capacities. We've talked about getting our cycle back and our weight gain journey, but not really the whole process. And I think it's going to be really helpful because when you are on your own fitness journey, it can feel quite isolating. And when you understand that every single person goes through all of the phases and all of the feelings that you are going through now, you feel less alone. And you also understand it's just a part of the process. So that's enough yapping from me. I'm going to hand it over to you, ladies. I have like Coach Julie in my top left. Maybe we'll kick things off with you, lovely lady. I'm going to hand it over. Let's find out about your fitness journey. Where did it all start? I feel like we need that 
um that music that little like (laughs) going back into Julie's childhood tell us about your childhood Julie Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we don't want to know too much about the trauma. Just keep it surface level, please. <laughs> we'll do that next episode, guys. Yeah, that's next episode. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so I was actually reflecting back on my own fitness journey because, you know, it's the new year and people like to do a lot of reflection. So I was like, oh, wow, I'm already going on like year four of this. Like that is insane to me. Cause I feel like I just started, but mine kind of started out very casual almost. Like I had just, you know, graduated from college and I noticed I'd like gained a, gained a couple pounds throughout college. And I just wanted to, you know, get back to a healthy place and, you know, feel good in my body. And as everyone does, I went to Instagram and started like looking at, you know, people who were pretty uh, fit and, you know, motivated and like constantly in the gym. So I would try to follow, you know, their workouts that they posted and things like that. And I initially saw like some progress right off the bat because, you know, as a new train person who's new to training, you do see, you know, those results quite quickly, but then you eventually will plateau. And then I started going into the nutrition side of things. So I actually worked with like a coach who did like group coaching and she, not that like she wasn't helpful, but it was really like cookie cutter and just like kind of gave you generic you know, estimates based on like your weight and height and kind of like where you wanted to go and didn't really take into account like your history or anything like that. So I I ended up putting myself on like a 1200 calorie diet and saw a lot of, you know, results from that. And then from there, it started to kind of spiral into, you know, disordered eating and overexercise. And I eventually, you know, lost my cycle, thought that was normal and kept going. But then eventually just life got weird and I wasn't happy I was like struggling a lot with eating out Um, my relationships were failing I just felt really stuck and like didn't know what to do and I finally like had the nerve to just like reach out to someone and be like hey I'm struggling I need help and she's like yeah I can help you you know we'll work through a lot of like the mindset around food things like that reverse diet you so kind of get your body to like a good place Uh, Because obviously for women, losing your menstrual cycle is a pretty big sign that things aren't, you know, good. So that was my biggest goal for that year was just to like restore my natural cycle again, you know, put on some body weight, no matter how much I was resistant towards that um, and just get my life back into such a better place. And it definitely had its ups and downs. Um, You know, I enjoyed getting stronger because obviously, you know, we're eating more, we're fueling our bodies. But then, you know, the body image was definitely something I had to work through in terms of just accepting, you know, the weight gain and just realizing that, you know, I'm so much more than my body at the end of the day. Um, So I really had to work through a lot of that. But then after I kind of got over that, I just kind of went through my own kind of bulks and cuts and, you know, started navigating my own fitness journey by myself. And, you know, here I am. (laughs) there we go fast forward I was gonna say that's like a really good overview we'll we'll give our overviews and then we'll go into depth about like the shit should I say (laughs) the tough stuff um all right Vanessa over to you okay let's see so uh mine kind of started in high school uh I started lifting very casually when I was like 15 years old there's a gym in my town that I can like walk to from high school so me and my friends from high school, we used to like go and like literally eat Chinese food and then go to the gym. <laughs> so, and um, I like casually, very casually lifted for like, you know, my sophomore year of 
high school, really liked it. I tried to play sports, but I was honestly really terrible at all of them. And none of them, none of them suck. So tried all the sports, didn't really like them. Throughout high school, I would like lift casually and like whatever. It was a very inactive lifestyle, very unathletic lifestyle. And then when I went to college the first year, you know, I spent partying and, you know, doing all this craziness, not really craziness, but partying, drinking, whatever. Vanessa, and- you animal. not even anything super crazy but you know college culture drinking whatever yeah yeah I was really you know I had seen everywhere like oh my god like people gain like the freshman 15 freshman 20 I was so scared of gaining that weight like the freshman 15 and I was a smaller you know human being I was always pretty petite so I was so terrified that I was going to gain weight so I was like well I'm gonna go to the gym because that'll make me not gain weight um and at the time my sister had undergone like a really impressive um like weight loss journey herself after college so she had kind of inspired me I was like oh like if she can do it I can do it too and I don't really have any weight to lose if I'm being honest but I really wanted to get in the gym with her right older sister like she I wanted to kind of do what she did so I started going to the gym and I met with a trainer at the local gym and he like told me, yeah, just do cardio and like do abs, like eat low calorie. You'll you'll get where you want to be. I told him, I told him the only goal I had was to have abs, right? He tells me that. And obviously I'm like, okay, I can do that. So I did that kind of same situation, spiraled into some pretty nasty habits. Um, And from there, I started working at a front, at, at a front desk job, like a gym corporate job. And from there, I saw what the trainers were doing with their clients. And I was like, mm, I think I can, you know, learn about this and do it better. So I got my personal training certification. From there, I worked with, I'm kind of all over the place, but I worked with two coaches before my now coach. And I undergone, I've undergone a reverse diet, a dieting phase, and here I am. <laughs> here you are. And yeah. you're happier and healthier, which is like so good. All right, I'll give a quick overview of mine. So I, like you, Vanessa, was terrible at sports. And in fact, I didn't really care about sports growing up. You know, like in school, I was just more about socializing, having fun with my friends and like sport to me was like, oh, how boring. I did play a bit of team sport, but it wasn't really what drove me. Um, So when I got into exercise, I like my parents had always exercised in particular, they would did lots of running. And I kind of thought, yeah, I want to do this just to look after myself. It was pretty innocent. Um, But then it did take a real sinister turn for me quite early on. I got into that and I think I can be quite, and in some aspects of my life, I can become quite obsessive when I choose to do something. I want to do it really, really well. And I started to run and then I wanted to run further and then I started to see weight loss results and then I wanted to see more of those weight loss results and I ended up spiraling into having anorexia, got really sick with that um, and really struggled off and on with um, anorexia. Then I would go into more of binge eating and it was kind of just back and forth for years, to be honest with you, in my early 20s. I then, so I did, I never touched a weight in my life. I then, it was always cardio, HIIT workouts, CrossFit, spin classes. And the thing was, is I was thinking about food constantly because my goal was to always eat as little as possible because I just thought that was, I thought that's how I would get results, but also I was very fearful of eating more. And um, I eventually 
so I became vegan as well, but I purely became vegan because it was allowed me to cut out certain food groups for me to keep my calories low. It wasn't a decision, a moral decision, or even a health decision for me. It was a way to mask my eating disorder. But then I met this um, PT at my gym. And I don't know if in America you guys have Max and Maxine's, Max Burn. It's um, So it's actually like a brand of protein powder, basically. But they have like challenges each year. So I decided to do, he was like, we're all doing this Maxine, that was the girl's version of this challenge. And it was like literally like a probably a 1400 calorie diet, but it included lots of protein and animal products. And I don't know what made me do this, but I was like, I'm going to give this a go. And I gave it a go and I lost so much weight. Um, I didn't have a lot of weight to lose to begin with, but that kind of fed into my, took me back into my eating disorder as well. And then I started to incorporate animal products, but just focus on eating protein and very low calories. Then what happened was I ended up working with another coach. I'd gotten myself in the position where I was completely miserable. I had no cycle. And I wanted to learn how to do things the right way because I knew I couldn't sustain what I was doing. Ended up doing a reverse diet, put on some weight, stayed there for a really long period of time, had a baby. I lost all of my muscle mass. I got very sick. I had to start again. And fast forward to here I am now. There's so much that is involved in that that we can go into more detail. And that's kind of what I want to do now. For both of you, like when I think about the most difficult challenges or parts of a fitness journey, even for our girls reflecting back, it's usually they've come out of that unhealthy relationship with food or they still have one, but they're wanting to fix it or they need need to get their cycle back and they know they need to spend some time with a goal not being fat loss. Now, I just want to preface this by saying a lot of girls will say, yeah, well, if you were already skinny, then going into a maintenance phase is easier than if you've actually got weight to lose. But can I just say for myself, when I was in that position and I was doing all of this cardio, I was under eating, I was much heavier than what I am now, which is crazy to think because I was eating less, right? So I was not happy in my body. I didn't look nothing like how I look now. So it was very uncomfortable. And I want to talk about that. What did that process look like for you guys? And how long did you need to stay there? And what kind of lessons or what helped you get through that period of time? Maybe Do we'll start we with go- you, Julie. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, we'll start with you. The same order. Sounds <laughs> good. Okay. Um, I think the the biggest lessons that I kind of learned was trying not to hate my body, but more so focus on, you know, the positivity of being able to, you know, enjoy my life more, have that food freedom that I was always kind of wanting, being able to eat out without any stress and just like take a lot of the emphasis off, like picking apart my body and like being like, I wish I had abs here. or I wish, you know, my arms were skinnier here and just really focusing more so on like what it could do for me and, you know, the performance goals that I did have for myself. And then Honestly, a lot of my work too was just getting over the fear of gaining weight and like seeing that on the scale because I was chasing numbers on the scale for so long, just watching it go down, down, down over time that the idea of just seeing it go continuously going up every single week was was literally like so fearful for me. But then like because I had like a lot of support around me and I was also trying to educate myself around just like doing things in a healthy and sustainable way. I just, you know, realized that the scale isn't a reflection necessarily of fat. It it has like a lot of things to do with just other aspects and to kind of just take away the focus on that. And for me, I eventually just stopped weighing myself because I knew it was triggering for for me. So I eventually just kind of got over that. 
Um, and then just also realizing that because our fitness journeys are always like going and it's a constant just like lifestyle, it's it's going to take more time than you think it's going to take. And just being OK with that and accepting that I was looking at things in terms of like a longevity aspect and, you know, just putting my health first instead of like sacrificing, you know, my my cycle because I just wanted to look a certain way because like down the road, obviously, I would like to have kids and that would put that in jeopardy. So just like thinking like long term, like where I wanted to be and how the things that I was doing wasn't really adding up to that really helps just kind of like change my mindset around things. And then obviously, too, I just had to like learn to enjoy the process and not like try to like put timelines or like, you know, try to plan everything out because I'm someone who does like to plan. So I'm like, okay, so is it going to take like six months to get here? Is it going to take like three weeks? Like how like when is it going to happen? But just kind of like letting go and like surrendering to it. And just like being like, okay, your body's just going to do its own thing. You know, obviously mindset's going to change day to day, but you just have to like show up for yourself. You know, you don't have to be perfect because I'm someone who also likes to chase perfection. Um, But you just have to like kind of keep going and like really just put your best foot forward when when, like things get hard. So those are kind of things that I had to work through in terms of that. I love that. Do you know, all I'm hearing is like control, 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 and you having to let go of control. And that is the hardest thing. And I would say like everyone that's on this journey, if you're listening and you're on this journey, the hardest bit about all of this is letting go of control and actually not knowing, not being able to control absolutely everything that goes into your mouth and the way that your body looks, or even knowing when you're going to achieve that goal that you're wanting to achieve, it's letting go. And that is incredibly difficult because when we control things, things that comes out of a place of fear. And when we think we are in a dangerous situation, we begin to feel fear, right? And that fear can be irrational. We're not in a dangerous situation. We're actually improving our health. But that's something that you need to remind yourself of throughout your journey, which can be really, really difficult, especially if you're that kind of type A person, which probably a lot of our listeners are, and I would say all of us are as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Vanessa, over to you. For sure. Honestly, it's pretty similar to you, Julie. Like for me, when I went through my reverse diet, I was in like a really, really low place when I was starting out my reverse diet. And I was like, I don't want to live the rest of my life here. Like I can't. And I hadn't had my cycle for like three years, something just absolutely outrageous. And when I started going through my reverse diet, I was like, listen, I, I need to do this for my internal health. And that's like the hardest thing to do. I think being able to honestly, quite literally, my physique was going backwards. And I was getting so frustrated because it's like, I worked so hard to get to where I was. And I was like, this is so frustrating. But at the end of the day, I had put myself in that position, right? I was the one that, you know, cut my calories, did all this cardio, didn't have my cycle. And for me, I actually failed a reverse diet before I actually went through it with it the, the second initial time. So I was working with a male coach for a little bit and he increased my food really, really fast. It was more like an all-in method, if I'm being honest, and I was just so uncomfortable. And I had gotten one cycle back, and then I was like, I just can't do this. I was like, I can't do this. So I ended up honestly failing my reverse diet, and I wasted like really another year of my fitness journey just doing the same thing, spinning my wheels. And the next time around, I was like, I have to do this for my internal health, kind of same situation. If I want to have kids, if I want a better quality of life, if I want to have food freedom. I was like, I just, I just need to let go of control, kind of the same situation and put my trust into somebody and really listen to them. Right. So for me, it was just like being uncomfortable, like letting go of my identity, identity of being the smallest version of myself, right. Super, super lean X, Y, and Z, whatever. 
And for me, it was honestly the most worth it thing I've ever done. So that's kind of my thoughts there in terms of like what I struggled with. It was a lot of like inner work, to be honest, that I went through throughout my reverse diet because I mean, I had gained close to 30 pounds. So it was not a little bit um, of weight for myself, but that was mm. kind of my personal reverse. Mm. Thanks so much for sharing that. Just on that point, Vanessa, I think it's super important to be realistic as well about where your body sits naturally when it comes to weight. So if you're fighting your body so much to look a certain way or to weigh a certain amount, then people talk about, you know, I see girls that go through a reverse diet and they don't look any different or they lose fat. The truth is, is that the methods that you've used prior are going to impact what your results are. So if you've really, really, really not looked after yourself, you've really underconsumed, then you're most probably not going to, you're, you're potentially going to gain some weight, right? And you most certainly will if you are sitting at such a low body fat percentage for you, right? So everybody is completely different. This is where it's really important to not compare yourself for you. Then that requirement of gaining weight doesn't mean that you failed the reverse diet. It actually means that you're going back to just being healthy and finding the weight that is sustainable for you to live at. Now, the hard bit about that is that you might not like that weight. But you've got two options, right? You continue doing what you're doing and like what you were saying, Vanessa, you were going backwards anyway and you stay miserable or you make the uncomfortable decision to make a change and to learn and to unlearn the negativity and the negative narrative that you spin in your mind around the way that your body looks and begin to learn to accept where your body is healthiest. Because the cool thing is, is that when you do that, your mind starts to think different. You're not constantly thinking about food all the time. You start to think about other things about yourself that you value that has not got anything to do with the way that you look. Just going back and I'll quickly chat about my journey and the hard bits. Um, You know, like I said, I also was like you, Vanessa, felt like I was doing all the right things, but I think my body was so stressed out that I wasn't even losing weight anyway. It was like I was stuck feeling so unhappy. There's a couple of things I want to mention here. First one is that when I was really unwell with anorexia, there were parts of my body that I could not lose fat at regardless. And I was very, very unwell and very underweight. What that lesson, well, that situation taught me a really important lesson that genetics play a very important role. And you will probably never, ever, 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 ever Get a certain look, especially if you're comparing yourself to someone else. I wanted to make that note there. And why that was helpful for me is that I had to learn to accept that. Otherwise, what do I do? Like, actually, what do I do? Do I go get surgery? Potentially, that could help me. But is that really drastically what I want to do? Is that going to bring me joy and happiness? No. The second thing is that I also had to go through a period of sitting at a higher body weight to get my cycle back. Now, when I was doing all of this cardio, when I was really not in a good, great headspace with food and things like that, I was actually heavier than what I am now. And I wasn't getting a cycle. I didn't get a cycle for years. So it takes time for your body to trust you again. And that's really difficult, especially when you're uncomfortable in the way that you look. But the cool thing is, is that we can change the way that we view that experience And if we can use every experience to our advantage. So what I had to do is I had to really learn that there was more to me than the way that I looked. And why was I placing so much of my value on my weight and my size? Why did I actually care that much? Because I was really miserable. And I had to really sit in that, which is very, very, very hard. Um, And a big 
big motivating factor for me as well was down the track, just like you both have said, is like wanting to have my own child as well. And knowing that like, if I didn't have a cycle, that wasn't going to happen. And can I just say the fact that I had Sunny and I had to go through IVF, which is a very difficult, expensive, emotionally taxing process was most certainly because of the way that I treated my body in the past. And if I can say to anyone listening here that it is absolutely not worth it because standing here as like a mum now in my 30s, I really can genuinely say I love who, who I am and I love my body, not because it's perfect, but because I've chosen to do that, that it makes me really sad to think of the way that I treated myself and how much pain I could have avoided if I did things the right way. Now, you can make a change today, but I would just urge you that you're not alone, that we've all felt these feelings, that in order to get through this, you need to step into the uncomfortable, but it is all worth it. And that's what I want to talk about now because we're on the other end of it. And that doesn't mean that we don't have days that we feel not great in our body. No, like that's just a part of life, but it's not what controls us anymore. And there is so much freedom in that. So what does your life look like now, Julie, in comparison to what it did look like, you know, gosh, I don't know, like four years ago? it looks completely different (laughs) like I when I was in that phase of my life and I was just so unhappy and nothing felt like it was going right I was like there's no way my life is going to be like this forever and like looking back on it now I'm like I never thought I could truly get here but the fact that I am here it just makes me like very happy and just so thankful for like everyone around me but I'm at a point now where I literally took the past year to just intuitively eat so I didn't track macros I wasn't you know, tied to my food scale, weighing everything out to the gram. And it it was just so like freeing. And it just gives you like this sense of like control almost, even though you feel like you're giving up control. It's almost like, but you're putting that control back into yourself to, you know, like be, be good and just have, you know, that flexibility that a lot of us talk about and that balance that we have. You know, I've been able to really go out and enjoy myself at social events. I've made, you know, a lot more um, connections with my relationships because I'm not scared to go out. Um, And it's just really amazing to see how when you like let yourself sit kind of in that temporary uncomfortable phase, the the growth that's behind that. I mean, when you're sitting in it, it, it's very, you know, tough and it is like, oh my gosh, am I going to be here forever? But like, there is so much room for opportunities past that. Like it's, it's just so worth it. And I try to like convey that to people and It's just like, I wish I could just show you like through my lens of like what that looks like, but it's been amazing. (laughs) Love that. What about you, Vanessa? Yeah, something similar. Honestly, I took the past almost year to intuitively eat, kind of same situation, Julie, and like just focus on my relationships, focus on work, focus on other aspects of my life. And fitness is a huge part of my life. It's obviously my job, (laughs) but also seeing it in a different lens, like, you know, going out to eat and enjoying time with loved ones, socializing, going on vacation, not being food focused. It's, it's truly life-changing to be on the other side. And honestly, I would do the journey two times longer gain twice the amount of weight and, you know, go through it twice as hard, whatever, to be where I'm at now. And I, I tell my clients that all the time that like your smallest version of yourself, your leanest body, it's not your happiest and it's not your healthiest. And I think it's important that when you're genuinely happy and you have a good relationship with food and all of these things, you usually feel pretty good about your body, not because of what it looks like, but because of how you feel in your everyday life. And I kind of like what, you're, what you were saying, Tosh, like you're so happy now being in you know your thirties and having a healthy relationship with food because 
of who you are, if that makes sense. So I think that's a good point. And I resonate with that a lot. Mm. Oh, I love that. And I just want to say thanks both for sharing. This is why you're both incredible coaches is because you have the ability to empathize. This is a very hard process to go through unless you've been through it yourself, because it's very hard to understand the fears, the doubts that you have. So thanks so much for sharing. And I just want to say thank you for both being incredibly amazing. I echo both of what you've said, I guess, like for me, the amazing thing now is there's so much more in my life that takes priority over that. And the cool thing is, is that instead of those things, exercise, the way that I look, the self-doubt, the bad body image, food, that actually controlled my mood. I remember waking up like all the time. I'd wake up, put an outfit on and would look at myself in the mirror and think I look disgusting. That would ruin my whole day. My whole day I would cancel events. Like that ruled my life. I don't even think that ever now, like ever, because I'm in control of the decisions that I make in my life and I'm in control of the life that I want to lead. And I actually don't care. I don't care because I know that that's just like the exterior is just really a shell for my purpose and uh, what makes me me. And it's a journey to get to that point. And like I said, we're not perfect. We all have self-doubts, but it's a journey that we're on. But we're so far away from where we first started and we're so thankful for that. Even if we're all heavier, we don't care. And that's the point. And that's really what you want to get to. Thanks so much for jumping on, girls. I really, really enjoyed this episode. I feel like I just hope this brings people hope that if you feel like you're never, ever, ever going to get out of this, you will trust me if you do the hard work. I remember feeling like there was not one good thing about me. I just hated myself and being in a place now where I am, I never would have ever imagined. So things can change. It doesn't matter what your age is either. Things can change as long as you are willing to do the hard work. Yeah. All right. We will be back in your ears shortly. We'll speak soon. Thanks, girls.